is this even funny? I mean, it's it's, it's all funny the eye to of the me. beholder. <laughs> yeah, it's only funny to me because everyone, every time, depending on how you use the word moist to Ugh. some people. <laughs> say that. <laughs> okay, fine. Let's do it. <laughs> God, I hate that word. Uh, and you know what the, the funny thing about that is, is that I am a baker. So like, mm-hmm. especially when I make a cake, like that's the only word you can use when you're trying to properly describe how it should be. Yes. And I'm like, the inside of the cake should be not dry. <laughs> <laughs> it's that other word. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know the one. <laughs> and it's like, wet isn't much better. Like, just come on. back to the sip list. Um, wow, I already forgot what I was going to say. I'm Amanda. I'm your hostess, and this is the podcast where we drink wine and count down our top five favorites of all the things. Full disclosure, we're recording at nine o'clock on a Sunday morning for my guests, so probably not a lot of drinking going on, but that's okay. Um, I am joined by a first timer. I'm so excited. Johnny No from Moral Combat and what is a film lover's, I can't say the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Film Lover's Guide to the Galaxy. Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. That's it. I keep wanting to say something else because it sounds like a movie title, but. Um, Hitchhiker's I Guide to the Galaxy. That's, that's kind it. of where the inspiration was. I like it. I've only listened to one episode of that one so far, but I really liked it. You guys lost me a little with the baseball talk, but then you brought it back around to basketball. So I was like, okay. And yes. then you actually talked about movies too. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, welcome. I'm so excited to have you. Oh yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, I love your podcast. You know, I, you know, I usually am not the wine drinker, but I I That's love the okay. fact that you make lists while having a, a blast doing it. So I'm very glad to be here. It's a lot of fun. I will say, I've I've always been a list maker, and I I love to be like, okay, well, if I had to narrow this down to like five favorite things, what like that's just a thing I've always done, and I'm like, why not do it? Talking to other yeah. people about it, especially during COVID. It just, right. it made connecting with people a lot easier. So yeah, lists are always fun to make because I, you know, it depends on how you view lists. I don't always tell people this is the definitive thing of like the end all be all, especially if we're talking about movies, because it's very subjective, but I right. do think making lists kind of tells you, uh, at least from the person, how your thought processes when it comes to watching movies or what makes you enjoy certain movies. And it kind of brings a different level when it comes to that. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody experiences it differently and has different criteria for why they like certain things. You know, Um, even the episode I did where we talked about our five favorite villains, Mm -hmm. like movie villains, there's three of us and we all, I just kind of said, you base it on whatever you want. And we all came up with completely different things based on, what appealed to us. So it was pretty cool. Um, well, tell everybody a little bit about your shows. I've talked about Moral Combat several times, but I have not talked about Film Lover's Guide to the Galaxy. So I will yeah. let you tell the people about it and where to find you. Oh, thanks. So yeah, uh, Film Lover's Guide to the Galaxy, it's a podcast with me, 
uh, with Jared and with Joe, these two guys that I went to high school with uh, here and where we all cool. love movies. Uh, we're all different levels of how we watch and consume movies. I think it works in a very well uh, pacing. Uh, Joe is very, you know, he just loves watching movies, but if you were to ask him trivia or questions or stuff mm-hmm. like that, he isn't always the guy that that kind of gets there he's one that started off late because uh you know from his family background his family was like very strict so really his exposure from to movies didn't really start until like college when he started to actually watch movies that weren't disney based right Uh, (laughs) yes jared and i a little bit different uh jared has watched movies like since he was a kid he's probably seen movies that he probably shouldn't have seen at such a young age. Same. Uh, same thing. Yeah. Same thing with me. And so, you know, the whole premise of the podcast is just to talk about films and just kind of what we've been watching, consuming for the week as well. Uh, it used to be kind of, we, we've modified it a lot. Uh, used to be kind of like a top five list of a, maybe a certain genre. Then we started messing around with talking about a singular movie and kind of inhabiting around it. So we, it's still a podcast that we're kind of taking the galaxy name into it to kind of delve into other things, whether it's a double feature, whether we do a top five list, whether we do a movie club night. So every month, each person kind of shows a movie that they want to see. Jared's usually one that wants to revisit something. Uh, Joe's usually one that will pick a random movie that we probably wouldn't watch if it isn't within our queue. <laughs> uh, I would probably pick one that I know both of them haven't watched on purpose to kind of show them. Uh, and then we kind of <laughs> nice. go from there. So, uh, yeah, if you guys ever want to check us out, you know, Film Lover's Guide to the Galaxy, you can find us on any uh, podcast you listen to. And then on social, it's Film Lover's GTCG. It, we shorten it up because <laughs> yeah. that's too many monikers that could happen there. That like takes up half of your Twitter characters just trying to type that. <laughs> it, it it did. I, I so Joe came up with the name because I was thinking I'm all like I don't know what we can kind of call it with, and he's all like, "Man, I love Hitchhiker's Guys to the Galaxy. What have we called right. this?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And you know, us starting podcast at that point, I should have known if if i could edit this a little bit later it's more of like man we should have really shortened the name of our (laughs) podcast just a little bit to make it easier the name is so difficult to come up with and like moral combat i love that like i agonized over the name of mine forever just i don't know it was just like because it felt so permanent you know Mm -hmm. especially once you start making logos and and whatever but yeah, you just you got to go with your gut instinct and be like, yep, that's what I was feeling at the time. And it works. Exactly. So, oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you guys ever want to check it out, it, we're having a lot of fun recording. I think, you know, those two guys, they love we record every Thursday night. You know, they, they just love doing it. And, you know, we, you know, we do this a little side thing. We all have jobs and stuff and all that. But we, we carve out that time, even though that time is during Thursday night football now. So it's oh, like, wow. Yeah, that's just got to make sure um, that we kind of finish, especially, well, a couple of weeks ago, it was like, it's because um, Jared is very big Washington national football team. Uh-huh. Um, so they were playing the giants. I'm all like, 
I can't believe. And, and so we started a little bit late, but I hit the record button on it. And it's the funniest thing because if you guys watched <laughs> that game two weeks ago, and I'm going to use this as a little teaser clip that I'm going to put out on social media. It's like, love it. I, I, my stream is always 10, 15 seconds earlier than theirs oh. uh, between Joe's and Jared's. And so when I was watching the game, Jared's all like, Hey, don't tell me anything. This, this field goal is about to happen. I'm like, okay. As he said that, Hopkins missed that kick. He's so lucky that there was a flag there. But <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. And I'm like, you know, in wrestling, like I'm, I'm no selling. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm not going to do it. And then 15 <laughs> seconds later, you just hear this loud scream <laughs> and he's walking back and out of the room. And it's just such great audio. And he's That's all, hilarious. and he comes back. He come back. He's all like, oh yeah. Okay. There's a flag. Okay. Okay. And then, you know, I saw him, <laughs> he makes the field goal. I'm like, okay, this game's over. And then it's like a sigh of relief. And I'm all like, he's like, I don't know if I have enough energy to record this podcast <laughs> here. So, uh, but yeah, it, 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 it's just one of those things that I, every Thursday night, you know, we have a blast doing it. So. Yeah, that's very cool. You guys definitely sound like you have fun. And I like hearing all of your different perspectives. So again, I've only listened to one, so don't get mad at me, but I plan on listening more because I think it's really cool. Yeah, I was glad I fell asleep last night because that OU game was stressing me out. I would have been doing the same thing. I'm like, it's (laughs) fucking 13 to 13 at the end of the fourth quarter. Are you guys kidding me? Like, where's that explosive offense that everybody credits us for like it's just not happening and I felt bad because I had a friend texting me from the game and you could hear it on tv too you know they were booing our quarterback and saying (laughs) we want Chase the other one and I'm like man Mm -hmm. I hate when people do that like if you want to boo the professional athletes that's fine they get paid millions of dollars don't boo these kids that are just you know trying to play football and (laughs) go to school and (laughs) Yeah, I you know it's crazy. It, it's crazy about football. It's like you know we, when it comes to baseball, basketball, any other league, it's like the seasons are so long that like mm-hmm. we usually have a big sample size before like we got to bench them, we got to yank them out. But football is so truncated. It's like you only have ten to fourteen weeks. So after right. week two, if you're not doing something right, people call for their heads, and it's like something that I am still adjusting to being like oh let's you know let let this play out but you know especially in football it's like two games in i'm like oh you're right like an eighth of your season is almost is gone <laughs> i was like like we, we yeah. gotta figure this out real quick you know so yeah it's a lot harder yeah. And especially down here, people are, I mean, I am not a Dallas Cowboys fan at all. I, oh, good. my husband and I joke, our favorite team is whoever's playing the Cowboys. Um, <laughs> I've been a Patriots fan since high school. I just picked them because that was my high school mascot. So I was heartbroken when Tom Brady left, but I'm still staying with the Patriots. And then the the Browns, because I love Baker Mayfield, but. Uh, of course. You're, yeah. Oh, you guy. I, you have yeah, to. My, my favorite team is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Why Hmm. for a person that's from Southern California, Yeah, that is the case. You really, it's because I remember in second grade, we had this like library that was out like in the portables or whatever. And I went in there and I, you know, I don't know anything about sports just yet. Mm -hmm. And I got in there and there was this book about the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I'm like, Oh, (laughs) the Mark Brunel, such a great quarterback, Fred Taylor, Jimmy Smith. He just became my team. 
when I realized, and, and, you know, they were an expansion team and they made it to the AFC championship like two years in a row. So they were doing pretty well <laughs> and then everything tanked and I'm yeah. like still sitting here. I'm like, I'm glad I lived in San Diego for like 15 years after school. So I can somewhat root for the chargers, even though now <laughs> they're in LA and it's like, you're still San Diego. You're really not there's only one team in LA and it's the Rams. So, right. uh, But yeah, Yeah, being a Jaguars fan is very tough. Yeah. I want to quit them, (laughs) (laughs) but you can't, you can't, you gotta, you gotta see it through. Um, Yeah. Down here, you're indoctrinated into football from like birth. It's, you know, and of course Dallas Cowboys was always the thing because Oklahoma didn't have a professional team. And I just got in the nineties, I got so over the Cowboys. I'm like, Oh my God. Everybody had that starter jacket and everything was just about, you know, Troy Aikman and the Cowboys. I'm like, okay, they're fine. Can we talk about, it's kind of like Alabama. Can we talk about something else? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So dominant. I don't know. I get, it's funny to me too. Like with, you know, after game two, they, they want your head, they want them replaced, but Mm -hmm. Jim Harbaugh still has a job. Like if that guy (laughs) still has his job and they haven't beaten Ohio state in 27 years, it's like, come on. Right. It's not 27. I don't know how many, but it's a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, awesome. And then um, I wanted to say thank you the other day for voting for Remember the Titans. I'm yes. getting a little nervous that I'm going to lose to Cool Runnings, and it's really bumming me out. Oh, cool. Um, cool Runnings is a is a heater of a movie, as Jared would say. So, I, I mean, I, I think Remember the Titans, it, to be honest, like I was making that argument, I'm like, I really believe it's just when you've seen the movie that will dictate how you vote because like I said I saw cool runnings as an adult so I I love it but it's not but if I saw it as a kid I probably would be like it's cool runnings all day right yeah so I I think nostalgia they won't admit it on Mortal (laughs) Kombat but nostalgia is is a really big part in some of these movies getting voted it it obviously does or I don't know how some of them made it into the contest like correct I mean and and I'm like kind of like because one of my friends, uh, Jen. If you've I don't know if you've listened at all, but we now have the phrase "pulling a Jen" because she voted against me um, <laughs> when I was up against Miracle. And yes, I was I like, that, "Yeah, you're my friend. You're just supposed to vote for me." So I was talking to her, and she's like, "No, it's Cool Runnings." And I'm like, "You know what? I would agree that I like Cool Runnings better than Remember the Titans. I think it's a better movie, but it's not a better sports movie." <laughs> how we're from the south how can you not pick a football movie so i'm getting a little nervous but i appreciated your your vote there I've, i'm feeling pressure to win and i don't think it's gonna happen <laughs> hey, well, hey you're feeling pressure david yeah, is I feeling know. pressure to win <laughs> he needs this this would be uh you know it'd be funny out of all the tournaments that we've done if he wins if he finally gets to be a champion and it's for the best sports movie i'll just be like <laughs> wow I, I never would have thought of a million years. It would and for be a Jamaican bobsled movie. Like, yes, exactly. <laughs> a bobsled player. That was really funny. Um, well, I told him he could share Remember the Titans with me if I won. But now that we're up against each other, we're like, nah. Um, I don't know. My personal opinion is a league of their own has this in the bag. So yeah, even, I, if, even if I beat Cool Runnings, uh, I'm not beating that. I would vote for a league of their own. <laughs> yeah, I think there's... If if this was a more nuanced podcast, I think there's a couple of movies that should have been picked that probably would have had a chance mm-hmm. against 
uh, a league of their own. But since we are not very nuanced and we like to go for <laughs> meme picks, uh, we are going, the league of their own is going to win probably, yeah. hopefully. So, and, and, and with the rest of the stuff on the field, I think that is kind of the movie that would probably deserve it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I can't get mad, but also I wanted to win. It was my first time. <laughs> right. <It is laughs> I'm very competitive. Oh yeah. No, I, I am too. So, you know, sometimes I, you know, I always think about these movies when I pick on Mortal Kombat, when we have a draft, it's like, you know, we pick three uh, normally because of a contested or five hosts, three picks each, and then three guests. Um, I normally will pick one that I think will do well with our audience. Mm -hmm. I will pick one that um, actually, I, I usually do that with two and then I'll pick one specifically where I know it's not going to win, but it is probably my favorite out of all of them. So it's a good strategy. Uh, it is. So that way I have something to talk about that I like. I really love this movie or this uh, song or this album or whatever. Right. And then you guys can check that out. But then I'll pick one where I'm like, I know all you guys like this. <laughs> right. Like, I, who's really gonna, I, mean, I was like, who's going to get mad at Remember the Titans? And then your friend Brizzy left this tirade of a voicemail. <laughs> that, I mean, she hates it. I was like, Jesus, I feel attacked. Uh, I, I, I feel like he didn't hate it. I think it's the shaming of Miracle, which. Yeah. You know, for everyone no, I'm just out here, giving him a hard time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and for everyone here, if you haven't seen Miracle, it is a really good sports movie. It's, it's just that if you are in the United States of America, hockey is probably number five behind football, basketball, baseball, and probably NASCAR, to be honest with you. We're yeah. really talking about this, right? So, you know, and, and UFC is coming right behind behind them. Yep, so. yep. You know, I, I actually like hockey and Oklahoma city had a, a minor league team. And when I was in college, that was our thing. We would go to all the games cause it was cheap. It was so cheap. Yeah. And then, you know, we would go, they would do interviews with the players at like a bar or a restaurant. We'd go like, we just, we were like hardcore fans and then now they're gone. And it's just kind of like, but you go to those games and it's like not maybe a third of the arenas filled and it's small. So yeah. Yeah, hockey games hockey. are pretty fun to go play, uh, to go watch. I mean, I've mm -hmm. living in Orange County, I got to go to like some of the Ducks games that are here, and mm -hmm. I and I, those are really cool. It's just I always tell I tell Matt this all the time. It's like watching it on TV. The fact that I cannot see the puck half the time makes me not want to watch the game, and it's because yeah. everything is going way too fast. But at an actual game, when you're live, with you know with fans i mean anything with fans is always really fun to oh, kind yeah. of go watch yeah. it's just but now i can kind of feel the impact of the hits that i normally wouldn't for some reason don't feel with hockey when i watch it on tv because i feel it when i watch it with football i can feel those hits but for some right. reason with hockey on tv it just doesn't feel the same way yeah it doesn't look quite as brutal as it does in person um, yeah yeah especially those rinks just making those noises when they're just like slamming on one another so well, I have a couple of friends that played hockey in Oklahoma City for like, you know, small teams. So we would go watch mm -hmm. them too. I mean, it's a lot of fun, but you know, in the South, it's it's football. Um, but yeah, everybody, if you have time to, what is today? Sunday. I hope I'll get this up tonight. You have one more day. Moralcombatpod.com slash vote for Remember the Titans. Don't vote for Cool Runnings. You know football is better. <laughs> yes, cool I Runnings is a better movie. <laughs> I recommend voting for Remember the Titans. Um 
even though secretly in my head I'm really pulling for David. I but man, yeah. this would be this would be the ultimate um kind of like thing because I'm pretty sure he's gonna go against Matt in the finals. And if he loses to his brother mm-hmm. being this close to being able to smell victory, I don't know how what kind of heartbreak he's gonna be in the, the week after. <laughs> Yeah, I might have to root. I might have to root for David too. So, uh, whatever the next uh, next uh, bracket is, I will just vote for his choice every time. Yes, I won't even pay attention to what it is. Okay, so we actually are going to talk about something tonight, today, whatever time it is. I'm confused. <laughs> um, we're going to count down our top five favorite movies with Asian lead characters. That's what we decided on, right? Characters. Yes. And I mean, obviously, you would hope it's going to be an Asian actor as well. So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, although that's not always the case, but it should be. But first, we do have to do some sip libs. Um, I hope that you have listened to the Mad Libs segments and are prepared. Yeah, I I, I, I listened to uh, your guys' episode with David. And you guys oh, just yeah. went bonkers on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like David and I are on the very same level of like, I don't, I don't know. We, we had a real strong connection there with the, what we would say. So it was kind of funny. Um, I could not find anything um, on this website I use about any Asian movies, but we're going to do this one because he's Japanese history mm-hmm. of Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Plus I love him. <laughs> <laughs> I miss playing that game. Um. So would you like to do the whole thing or would you like me to alternate with you? Let's alternate here. Okay. Yeah, it makes it a little easier. So I'm going to let you start with an adjective. Uh, let's see. Since I guess it's football scene, we'll, football season, we'll say uh, passing. Okay, good. And now I'm going to say... Now I'm trying to remember that game. All right, I'm gonna be lame. I'm gonna say coin. Okay, now a uh, noun. Noun. Pigskin. Ooh, okay, good one. <laughs> Let's see. Body part plural. Hmm. Let's go with toes. Okay, verb. Pancake. I mean, that's more of like a. I was going to say pancake or tackle, but I'll, I'll say pancake. Okay. Oh, that reminds me. Is passing an adjective or is passing a verb? Oh, that's true. That, that <laughs> passing, I, I, I messed up on that one. That's um, okay. Let's see. Give me an adjective uh, and I'll put passing in the, in the next verb one. Next one. Uh, uh, what, what can we use it? Uh, Fast. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's so early in the morning. I'm like, oh, why I can't I just think of words right now? <laughs> We're just making this very PG. That's okay. Um, how about a verb? Uh, kick. Okay. Okay. Adjective for me. All right. Well, we've decided it's tradition, so I'm going to have to throw in a certifiably fuckable. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. It's It's like the new rule now. Okay, a noun. Noun. Uh, just because I love King of the Hill propane. <laughs> okay, verb ending in ed. Let's say punted. 
Okay, a number. 69. <laughs> Good one. Always a classic. Okay. okay. Yes. A noun. Um, let's say goalpost. You've got me on the football thing now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, plural noun. Uh, plural noun. Uh, shoot. Uh, no, nah, that's like a pronoun, but I was going to say longhorns. Actually, no, let's do Sooners. The Sooners, because okay. for Oklahoma, I, I will Thank make you. that plural. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's what they are. It is plural. So, plural, so uh, yes. let's see. Adjective. Um, I'm going to say crimson. All right. Wait, a color can be an adjective, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Adjective for you. Um, let's see unusually gigantic Ooh. I mean, yeah yeah <laughs> oh really yeah. okay <laughs> well that's a different conversation yes. um, a place okay <laughs> end zone okay double meanings i like it all right <laughs> funny word i is this even funny i mean it's it's, it's all the eye of the beholder me. Yeah, it's only funny to me because everyone, every time, depending on how you use the word moist to Ugh. some people. <laughs> say that. Okay, fine. Let's do it. <laughs> God, I hate that word. Uh, and you know what the, the funny thing about that is, is that I am a baker. So like, mm-hmm. especially when I make a cake, like that's the only word you can use when you're trying to properly describe how it should be. Yes. And I'm like, the inside of the cake should be not dry. <laughs> it's that other word <laughs> yeah you know you know the one <laughs> and it's like wet isn't much better like just come on okay so the last two a letter okay i'm gonna put i'm gonna say z and then a letter for you n okay this is gonna be interesting sonic the hedgehog mixed with football okay here we go it's 1990, and Sega isn't making very fast games. Hmm. Nintendo's mascot, Mario, is making more and more games that are way better than any of Sega's. Then Sega had a coin. What they needed was a Mario of their own. They had the pigskin of making a rabbit that can stretch his toes oh. out and pancake things. <laughs> okay, that plan didn't go so well, you think? They needed an animal that can pass itself and kick enemies by doing only a spin. They noticed that hedgehogs have quills that pass and kick. So they went with the hedgehog. Since he was planned to be a rabbit, they programmed him to run at a certifiably fuckable speed. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> then in 1991, Sonic the Hedgehog was released for the Sega Propane. Okay. In the first year, it outpunted Mario by 69 copies. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Sonic was then known as Sega's goalpost. Over the years, Sonic has taken on many Sooners. Oh, in 1998, he took on a crimson, a crimson style in the game Sonic Adventure. Today, Mario and Sonic are still unusually gigantic rivals. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> also, in winter 2007, Mario and Sonic will compete in the 2008 End Zone Olympics. <laughs> <It's> all- <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god okay <clears throat> excuse me mario and sonic at the olympic games for the nintendo moist and nintendo zn <laughs> <laughs> wow Woo. had sonic us at the is, first half <laughs> yeah sonic is really fast i mean uh you unusually gigantic rivals i like that Yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, good one, good one. Have you heard about the new Mario movie? Yes. All the stuff that uh, came out the other day? It, you know, it's funny because it's like, everyone's like, I, I don't know if Chris Pratt can be Mario. I'm all like, whatever Mario movie you're thinking about, it is not <laughs> it. This is going to be a very different Mario movie. Yes. I am very excited for like this whole cast list to Me be. Too. And I feel like they got all the right people uh, for it so far. And Chris Pratt is actually really funny. I mean, yes, he's not Italian, which is like, why couldn't they get an Italian <laughs> actor? Well, how many Italian actors do we have that? I mean, I guess we have some, but regardless, Chris Pratt is funny. If you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, like he's a funny dude. So I think I think he's going to do a good job as Mario. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm Wait, really that is Chris excited. Pratt, right? Yeah, it is. Yes, okay. Chris Pratt. Yes, yes, yes. Chris Pratt. I get the, the curses mixed up. <laughs> Oh yeah, um, yeah, everyone does. But I, I, I love the fact that Jack Black's going to be Bowser. I was like, I know really? that's like so good, right? And then um, I was going to say um, Keegan Michael Key as, as um, Toad. Toad, yes. I'm just waiting I, for him to do that, like screech. It's going to be so good. <laughs> I love him. He is so funny. <laughs> I don't know why I always quote because it's just it's Pitch Perfect too. Not a lot of people are even like into that but he's always like my time is like a toddler in a tiara precious and short <laughs> i say that all the time <laughs> oh, yeah he, i think it's going to be good i'm excited yes all right so let's start our countdown and i'm going to let you go first so you've listened to the show so you kind of know how this works um we don't know each other very well mm-hmm. so we make predictions on how many we think we'll have in common I think the thing we're going to have with this one is that there just aren't a lot of options to choose from. I mean, unless you go with really obscure movies, but I don't know how you do that. So how many do you think we'll have in common? Uh, if the line, as in the betting term, is yeah, one and I, a half, I, <laughs> I will take the under. I think we'll get one, hopefully. Okay. So um, I do have different movies that are on here is just the way that I I make that list but hopefully we get one I'm excited I'm excited well um oh man I just lost my train of thought well I was gonna say so I I don't know exactly how old you are but I I know that there's a, a decent age gap between us so that could definitely play a part in it and then Anybody who knows me or has listened to this podcast, like not you, maybe because I know you haven't listened a lot, is going to know my number one. But other than that, you know, it could be, I'm going to go with one as well. Yes. I'm trying to decide which one because, okay, I'm sorry. Do you mind telling me how old you are? are you like 30? How old am I? 34. Oh, okay. So actually not that big of an age gap. Okay. Well, I'm about to be 43. So there you go. Okay. I was thinking you were like 29 or 30 at the oldest. So, okay. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It makes me feel good looking younger. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, let me keep the baby face as long as I can. It's like, it's a little chubby, but I'll take it above looking old. So, all right. I'm excited. What's your number five? So when we're talking about uh, Asian led characters, uh, one character that I 
gravitated to was in 2011's The Raid. I'm a big martial mm. arts action fan. Aiko Uwa, who plays the lead uh, rookie cop that's in there, um, we, to me, kind of signified like a changing of how we look at martial art movies in the 2010s. And he has a lot to do with it. He does a lot okay. of the choreography. Uh, I am... I remember going into that movie because it, it was playing at one of these small Hillcrest independent theaters in San Diego mm-hmm. a week before Roger Ebert gave out a review and he wrote it. And it was like the first review in a very long time where he absolutely hated a movie because of how oh, wow. bloody he, he thought there was nothing of redeeming quality in it. Hmm. But I heard it from other friends. It was a really good martial arts movie so i was like okay you know what i'm gonna go in take a watch damn what it is one of the best martial art action movies i have seen i am pretty sure people actually died in this movie because of the way like this <laughs> the martial arts actually damn. happens you know what they, they use kind of like these new high def cameras and they, they're not using it on steady cam so they're always framing it in ways where the action with different angles kind of take place but the reason I picked this is because Aiko, who, who, who's in, you know, he was in the sequel, Ray 2. The most recent thing he was in was Wu Assassins for Netflix, if you've seen that show. Okay. Um, I think he's kind of from the same cloth in terms of older uh, action movie stars, if, uh, a la like Jackie Chan, Jet Li, uh, except not and more serious less funny if, if that that's the case right. less comedic uh and i think his character in that movie where he had to not only physically be able to do all the stuff but being able to show uh the emotional side of knowing that spoiler alert that his <laughs> brother is working with the mob and that he has oh, to man. kind of reconcile that you know he's a cop but his his brother is a cop or not as a cop but like a bad guy yeah and it's like you're playing that between each other so yeah that's my number five what um what style of martial arts is it is it like a, a mixture or like more karate or more like you know yeah so um i i had it here so they because i guess if it's like street fighting kind of you don't really obey the rules of karate but i know there's so many different kinds of martial arts they're all cool to me <laughs> Yeah, so um, he is, when Gareth Evans found them, I think uh, the director, his wife, uh, was telling them about, um, what is it called? Like, e, I don't want to butcher, but it's, it's spelled, uh, <laughs> sorry. Oh, if it starts with pen, an E, I already don't know it. Yeah, pen, pen sacks a lot. It's a oh, wow. umbrella term for class of Indonesian martial arts. So okay. that that's kind of um, that's why I thought it, was, it felt very different because it's like a lot of striking, grappling, um, kind of like tackle stuff like that. That uh, UFC gotcha. we probably might have seen, but here it feels so much quicker and it's a lot fluid when you're kind of watching it. So I could tell the martial arts in this movie was completely different from the ones that we've seen uh, previously before. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Uh, if it's really bloody, I don't know. I might have a hard time just because I, I, that's one of those things you're talking about, like feeling the hit when you watch something, watching anything with like 
karate or like taekwondo and sometimes even just like street fighting like punching or whatever when they when they film it properly mm-hmm. you can feel those hits too it's like oh like i have to close my eyes i'm like god i don't want to see that yeah <laughs> there's um there's my favorite scene in that movie was like almost 20 minutes into it and he is dragging one of his fellow police officers um who just got like his ear kind of like kind of grazed with a bullet couldn't hear he gets into this hallway and there's seven eight different people coming in with machetes and he only has his tactical knife (laughs) what he does with that tactical knife and as he's going through it, it is it is so choreographed there there's a couple times where like you will see like him taking some guy's head and as he's hitting he goes like bam 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 like on the wall and you're just like oh oh god that that hurts so much uh but but it it, but the momentum that he brings it on like the director brings it on with him with his physicality it, it it makes the movie so much worth watching interesting okay I, I may have to take your word for it. It sounds really interesting, but I I don't know how how much of that I could stand before I'm Fair. like I can't, I can't I don't know why. I mean, it's just I know it's fake, but when it looks so real, it's like yeah. I want somebody to die right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, good one. I'll I'll try to at least check out the first twenty minutes so I can see that yeah. scene. Um, okay, so my number five is my only kind of like. I would say frivolous movie on my list. It's it's my only comedy, basically. Okay. Um, and it is the 2004 classic Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. <laughs> um, oh yeah, John Cho has to be on here. Yeah. At full disclosure: I'm in love with Cal Penn. I love mm-hmm. John Cho. They're both just so funny. And and Cal Penn, I mean, they both have done some great stuff, but he's gone on to do some really really great roles. Like he's actually. A, a good serious actor but i just love this movie so much i mean you know i was just out of college when i saw it and you know it's definitely a whole genre of movies during that time that are just all trying to one-up the other one of being you know ridiculously raunchy mm-hmm. and this one did a good job but i didn't think it was too over the top it's just about two guys that are stoned trying to go to white castle which i know you're from california so don't hate me i don't even think white castle is all that <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah no so i when it's we, not that great oh, we have we waterburger <laughs> yeah we went to uh there's a white castle in las vegas and so that's where when i got I was, it too yeah when i was working for gamestop you know several years back we would have our store manager conference in vegas and nice. you know as as a district we we're like hey we got to go get white castle tonight i'm like cool Let's go get it after we drink and stuff. And then I would get it and I had it. I'm all like, why? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, who, who hyped this up? Who right. hyped this to me? You know? So uh, I agree with you. It is not all that. It's not. I have um, someone who works for me. She's from San Diego. And so we got in and out here maybe like eight to 10 years ago. I remember in and out just came to Texas right as I moved here, which was like eight years ago. And I was just like, it's fine. It's good, but it's not like everybody's oh in and out. And she told me it's different in California than it is in Texas. I don't know how we have better cows. I'm sure, but I don't know. Like it's fine, but 
I mean, we have Whataburger, so that's kind of like our thing. <laughs> Got it. But but anyway, yeah, I love this movie. Um, you know, it's it's obviously kind of stupid and it's really funny, but I love to go back to thinking of Cal Penn saying stuff like, just because you're hung like a moose doesn't mean you have to do porn and wearing a shirt that says, I love Bush, <laughs> the pussy, not the president. Like, <laughs> and then you watch him in movies like, um, or show, like, I don't know if you watch Designated Survivor. He's so good on that show. Yeah, he's really good. I, I, I literally tuned into that show because I'm like, oh crap, Jack Bauer's president. I need to kind yes. of watch the show to see. And yes. then, you know, I, I get, you know, all the amazing actors that are around. Cal Penn is like very good in that show. He is. I, I really love him. He just, he has a good, you know, um, he makes, he makes you feel kind of vulnerable, but he can also be funny and serious. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously um, Harold Kumar is way different than the other stuff he's done. I do love that Neil Patrick Harris made his uh, re-debut in that movie. Like, did, did Doogie Hauser just steal my fucking car? Right. <laughs> um, and then Cal Pym was on How I Met Your Mother, so I thought that was pretty cool, too. So, yeah. It's a, it's a guilty pleasure movie, for sure. Anytime I want to just laugh for no reason, it's a good one to go to. So Nice, nice. All right, well, what's your number four? My number four... Um... If we're sticking, maybe not movie, but like we have kind of like one of the same actors in it. So John Cho was in this movie in 2018 called Searching. Uh, Basically, in this movie, he is a father that is trying to find his daughter. Uh, Have you seen horror movies where it's just them in a single cam? uh, They're looking through the computer. I usually do not like those type of movies. There's just something not... uh, right that kind of happens but uh, Anish uh, Nancy he's the guy that directed this movie and also co-wrote it he also worked at Google and Apple so he kind of understood how to use the Apple landscape as a full uh, feature film but yeah it it basically stars uh, John Cho just trying to find his daughter um, uh, where she is, uh, who might have kidnapped her, when was the last scene. And it's like, you you go through this and it's like, you see him on one camera and then you see on the other screen, it's like him going through emails, him going through texts, him just kind of doing and seeing if he, you know, knows if who his daughter is, stuff like that. Interesting. Uh, I, I was shocked at how great this movie was. It, it was one of my favorite movies that came out in 2018. I, I was so glad that John Cho actually uh, get to show off his prowess. Like I said, most people remember him in Harold and Kumar, but I'm like, this guy's a really good actor, you guys. And yeah. this movie kind of kind of set that tone for me as him. So if you guys haven't seen this movie, I highly suggest it. it is a, I'll definitely a quick, watch it. Yeah. It's a quick hour and a half movie, but it like moves so quick. It's like such a great thriller. Deborah Messing is also a detective in this movie that talks hmm. with... Uh, john cho as well so it's something to check out well my uh first memory of john cho is um american pie so yes there you go yes, <laughs> coining yes, the term milf so there you go but <laughs> no he's actually like i could see him doing some really decent serious roles and i haven't heard of that so i will for sure check it out because i love him um yeah i mean and so to be clear um when i did because only I say this because of Harold and Kumar and my honorable mention. 
as far as my Asian lead characters go, I did also include non, you know, Japanese, Vietnamese, Chinese, mm-hmm. like, you know, Calpens, Indian. Another one of mine is from yeah, yeah, yeah. like, so I, I kind of went broader, but I do mm-hmm. love like it's said, Harold and Kumar to have two lead characters that are funny and not white is always yes. really cool. <laughs> like, please give me more of that. <laughs> um, okay. So my, I feel like your movies are going to be a lot more cool and artistic and mine are all like obvious, but okay. Um, my number three is the only one that people have still heard of, but maybe not everybody's seen, but we'll get there. Okay. So my number four, and this one is a nostalgia one for sure. It's very close to my heart, um, is the 1994 Brandon Lee movie, The Crow. Oh, yes. Um that is right from my teenage years it just hits me in all the feels and then you know him dying during the filming and all the conspiracy theories that go into that you could go down a huge rabbit hole if you really want to but um Mm -hmm. i love that movie it's so heartbreaking but so you know it's one of those ultimate revenge movies and i love it and brandon lee's just amazing like i don't know it breaks my heart that we didn't get to see more of him because i feel like you know I mean, the action sequences are good, but I thought his his acting and him portraying his grief over what happened to him and his girlfriend was, you really felt it. Like, you felt like he's like, you hurt me. And, you know, even the guy's trying to, like, don't kill me or whatever. And he's like, no, fuck you. And he puts a bomb in that guy's crotch and then sets it off. Like, <laughs> he's pissed, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> and I, oh, Ernie Hudson is, sorry, the Ernie Hudson kind of with his moral dilemma of what do I do, but also he's kind of a ghost. So what can he do? <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely enjoy that film a lot when I watch it. And this is when I watched it as a teenager. I didn't even know he passed away. So yeah. knowing afterwards when I watched it after and I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. it, 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 it makes it feel a lot there's more even more weight to it than it probably didn't need to because i'm like that now i'm just watching something that like is very i don't know it, it is so good though like when we're yeah. talking about like revenge like movies um and it's so dark and it's it robbed us of brandon lee for yeah. for uh, for a long time i mean i i, I wish him and his father could have done way more than what we've seen uh in the landscape right. movies so yeah great great movie great soundtrack and you know like i said i was i was a teenager i was what like 16 when that came out 16 mm-hmm. 17 so i you know i was like 16 i just i remember all of it i remember seeing on mtv that he was killed during the filming and so obviously it had a lot of you know hype from that And so it is hard to watch sometimes. And even like the Fast and Furious movies are hard for me to watch now. And he didn't even die filming those movies, Paul Walker. But yeah, like the last one he's in, knowing that they finished it without him. Like I have, when I saw that in the theater, I was crying in the first five minutes. Oh, yeah. Paul Walker's death hit me hard. (laughs) Yeah. Fast 7. I I do remember that that theater it's just like, man, it just sucks. Like I'm like, yeah, you, you, you guys are on a precipice like this franchise is like Mm -hmm. hitting a new high and one of the mainstays which paul walker you know everyone i what you say about vin diesel i think paul walker really is the the heart of 
that franchise, even though Agreed. Vin Diesel would Vin Diesel would disagree with that point. <laughs> yeah. I I contend like Paul Walker is what makes it click because you know you won't have the one that's brooding, but then you have the one that has to have the heart because he's the one with the story. He's right. He is Keanu. It's his Lee story. It yes. is his story, right? So, man, I got so mad when the original Fast and the Furious came out because I was like, they just fucking ripped off Point Break, one of my favorite movies of all time. And I was mad at it at first, but the franchise has grown to be pretty good. You know, I would say Vin Diesel had a little of the heart whenever Letty was gone and he yes. had that whole turmoil. But yeah, Paul Walker definitely had all of that. And then to see the end, and you know, it's his brother playing him at the end. Mm-hmm. And I just was like a sobbing mess. Um, so I get pretty sad when I watch The Crow as well, but it's just such a great movie. And for the 90s very good direction and artistical value or artistic artistical (laughs) (laughs) okay that mimosa is starting to hit me (laughs) you knew what i meant okay yes all right well uh let's go to your number three then so number three um it's a much older movie came out in 1954 it is seven samurai uh specifically good movie for Toshiro Mifuni. I mean, he is, uh, when we think of Kurosawa Japanese samurai movies, mm-hmm. it's very hard not to think during that era of Toshiro Mifuni. And I think his work in Seven Samurai is the best one there. Um, it's great. It's a great it movie. Um, this is probably one of the movies when it comes to my movie club uh, for the month, I am going to ask two hosts to watch it. Because nice. one, I know that Joe is very big on not liking to rewatch old movies. And but this is and it's kind of like his reasoning is technology. It's like we've advanced yeah. so much that like it's hard to go back. But I contend that even though technology has moved forward, storytelling back then sometimes is a lot richer than it is now mm-hmm. because there's a lot of nuance to doing. And his character as, you know, being the heart of the movie where you know, you see him as a bumbling drunk. You see him kind of being the buffoonish clown, sometimes with the kids in the village as they're trying to protect him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's very brooding. But then when it comes to, I got to protect this village, he is terrifying when he has his sword that is going around there. <laughs> um, you know, this movie is a lot of inspiration for movies in the future, like Star oh, Wars, yeah. if you guys, stuff like that. You know, if you guys seen magnificent seven this is Mm -hmm. where it kind of comes from right um and i i absolutely love this movie it's still the best japanese samurai movie i've seen it's one of the best japanese movies ever to be made and it had one of the best uh cast that's out there but specifically mifuni leading that way uh in this movie that's my number three yay no it's incredible and it's interesting that you that you talk about that um, with what I'm sorry. Did you say Joe or Jared? Not like Joe. Okay. Yeah. Because and I've talked about this a lot on my show with other people that yes, technology has advanced, and so it's so much cooler to sit in a movie theater and watch the new Star Wars or whatever. But when you go back to those older movies, you have to think about how much harder it was to make the effects without computers and cgi and whatever when it's like you watch old horror movies and like say nightmare on elm street and you think about that scene with all the blood coming out of the bed like people today would just do that with a computer no these people had to go create that shit with their hands and whatever they had on so 
it is different to watch, but I think you could have much more. I have much more appreciation for the older movies because of how creative they had to be to create that stuff. So, yeah, sometimes when limit of either technology or limit of a budget kind of brings the best out of filmmakers because they Mm -hmm. have to really think of how they can visualize everything while telling their story and so you know that's why i appreciate watching older movies back then especially if it's like older action movies because there's set mm-hmm. pieces where they have to kind of plan and choreograph because they don't have vfx stuff that are happening right. so uh that's why I, I i enjoy it a lot yeah that's a really good movie i haven't seen it in a long time but it is very good that's a great choice i don't know why i'd even think of that now i'm kind of mad at myself <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I, I definitely approve of that choice. And finally, I've seen one of the ones you're talking about. <laughs> but I am going to go watch that John Cho movie for sure. So, okay. So my uh, my number three is my only foreign language movie on my list. And it may be kind of obvious, but I wish more people would watch it. But it is the 2019 film Parasite. Mm-hmm. I am just, this movie is so freaking good. And, you know, uh, what's his is Bong Joon Ho? He's like the director, and he does such a good job of like. I I don't know. I people get up in arms about having to read subtitles, and I get that because some people don't read very fast or whatever. <laughs> I'm being mean, yeah. but I would say about fi- by 15 minutes in, I didn't even feel like I was reading subtitles. Like it just felt like it worked, and the the movie is so. It's very aesthetically pleasing. Like it's beautiful. And it's also a portrayal, like a really good portrayal of like class and, you know, how greed and envy can kind of just mess you up. Yes. And, and this movie is just a mind fuck, by the way, but <laughs> um, I really love it. And my boss is Korean and she said it was translated very, very well because I always wonder about that. Yeah. I'm like, you know, how closely to what they're actually saying was this translated? Because I, you know, don't understand Korean. But she said it was very, very close. But she did say it was hard because in the theater, they were listening to it and understanding it and everybody else was reading it. So the timing was off of like when you would laugh at something or when you would be like, oh, mm. my God, or like whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it's interesting too, because it's definitely like a classist, you know, there's this really poor family and all they want is to be rich. And so they like infiltrate this rich family. It's very clever and very smart. But you also kind of realize that everybody, money doesn't keep you from suffering. Like both yeah. of these families are broken and just dealing with it however they can. But yeah, I love this movie. I need to, my husband won't watch it because he doesn't like to read subtitles, but I'm like, <laughs> dude. I'm telling you. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Have you seen it? Yes. Okay. It is one of the best. Uh, I, I think, I, like I said, I like to make lists. And so mm-hmm. uh, in the 2010s, because it came out in 2019, right. it is probably in my top five of the last decade. Like, that nice. is how, how great that movie is. It's, it's a masterpiece. Like, yes. I love it. And, and I'm so happy, you know, obviously that it won, I mean, it won four Oscars, including Best Picture, you know, first foreign language film to win Best Picture. Like, that's a really big deal. And I, I like that it's bringing more, you know, like, there's a lot of like, Kore- like the Korean soaps are really cool. And then, yes. you know, after this came out, you got Kim's Convenience on Netflix, which I thought was cool. And even like, I don't know, Fresh Off the Boat was before that, right? I can't yes, remember. Yes, that was before yeah. that. <laughs> but I like that you're getting more you know, 
kind of bringing other cultures, not just like white and black and Hispanic. Like let's bring all the other cultures into and kind of see Kim's convenience is fucking hilarious. If you guys have not seen this show, it's so good. It's really funny, but yeah. Anyway, I love parasite. And um, if you have not seen it, I highly recommend it. It's very, very good. So yeah. Yay. Um, Okay. Well, what's your number two? This is where the one we got right. So number two, I have Parasite. Okay, this is awesome. this is the movie that uh, I I believe that it transcends um, the language barrier. Um, it, it works on the level mm-hmm. of class that everyone gets. Uh, the cast from you know uh, the poor family and then the rich family works mm-hmm. so well together in that dynamic. And Bong Joon Ho, like he, yeah. He does these different twists. So, you know, this is more of like, if you guys haven't seen his other movies, I do recommend them a lot. Um, Snowpiercer, which is a TV series now on TNT. Mm -hmm. His movie that stars Chris Evans and Tilda Swinton is really good. Um, I've seen the show, but I haven't seen the movie. Movie. Yeah, if you see the movie and then you see the show, they're two different things, but within the same universe, it makes sense. So it just really is a preference of what uh, you kind of want to go through. Um, he also had a movie called Mother, where she, uh, a mom is trying to prove her innocence, uh, her her son's innocence in a murder case, um, and it goes through these different twists. That that's really good as well. Uh, Memories of a Murder is uh, one of his first movies that Ooh. came out. That's a good one as well. And if you guys okay. like B action or B film horror movies i do uh, like monster movies there's a movie called the host he did that um i think i've, I've seen that yeah yeah okay if you have you, you probably will yeah. recognize the i mean it, it, it's very i remember watching it the first time and i didn't like it but i think it's because i just my brain was wired into a movie that i wasn't expecting and then when mm-hmm. i rewatched it several years later i loved it because you know i guess the start of college years I mm-hmm. wanted movies to be a specific thing. And if it didn't fit that specific thing, I was like, this movie ain't good. But uh, now I've come to learn that like, you just tell me the story. And if this is the story you're telling, I'll enjoy it. Or if you, this is what the stories you're telling and I didn't enjoy it, I'll tell you why. But it's like, I, I changed the way I've watched movies as age goes on. Cause that's it, awesome. It makes more sense. Uh, but yeah, I, I cannot sing enough praise for parasite in general. Same. I, it, it is funny um it it works uh in so many different thematic levels mm. and, and the twist that happened there is so good and it's funny because yeah if you if you seen a bong joon ho movie i knew there was something gonna happen i just didn't know what right but but i i love uh because you know i took my wife or was my fiance then but is my mm. wife now i took her took a couple of our friends these guys have never seen a bong joon ho movie and when that twist happens, mm-hmm. I, was, I was shocked. But then I looked at their faces and they're like, the hell just happened here? <laughs> and I'm all like, yes, this is this is stuff that, you know, yeah. Jason, my friend tells it best is all like, you don't see a lot of this in American cinema where it's like the 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 shocking reveal makes sense. But it's but it came out of left field, but it fits within what the movie is doing. And we rarely get that stuff happen right. where it's like genuine, like holy shit, did that just happen? I'm yeah. Like, yeah, it did. 
I, I remember watching it. We watched it at my house, a friend of mine from work and, and she doesn't, you know, she's like, my husband's kind of a slow reader. And so is she, which nothing wrong with that, but we wanted to test it out. Like how well does reading subtitles work? Yeah. You know, my boss had already said, Hey, it's really good. You need to watch it. So, and I remember we were watching it and we were just both like, Oh my God. <laughs> and then it's crazy how the movie turns from, Cause like I said, it's very beautiful. Like the way it's shot yep. and just kind of the way everything looks. And it's like this dark comedy. And then all of a sudden you're watching like this violent movie, like yep. it, how it changes from one thing to another. It's not really horror, but the violence part is just like, holy shit. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it, I don't know. You're right. I can't say enough good things about it either. If you guys haven't watched it, go watch it. I promise after like 15 minutes, you won't even know you're reading subtitles. Correct. So good one. I kind of figured that was the one we were going to have in common. Um, just from the little I know about you, I figured you would appreciate that movie a lot. Um, yes. And that's probably the most artistic choice on my list. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, well, we're right then. So we got that going for us. My number two. So my number two, my number one are older movies that I have just loved watching over and over. Um, my number two is the 2000 Jet Li film, Romeo Must Die. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> I love this movie so much. And you know what's interesting is I did do a Google search of like, you know, Asian movies, Asian lead characters, whatever. This one didn't pop up on any of my lists or any of the oh. websites. And I thought, why? Like, I love Jet Li. You know, obviously his his martial arts skills are phenomenal, but he's he's a good actor like he may not like exactly comparing him to jackie chan but up until the karate kid reboot Mm -hmm. i didn't really think jackie chan was like he was a good actor but he was typecast where as jet lee could like make you feel stuff you know especially Mm -hmm. in this movie he was really him and and russell wong who i'm just in love with <laughs> I'm like why is he gotta be the bad guy he's so hot <laughs> they always are yes. um but he definitely made you feel him and Aaliyah together were just you know it's the perfect like modern day Romeo and Juliet um great action sequences great story phenomenal cast besides the two of them just love 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 that movie I remember watching it in the theater when it came out and it was it I don't know why, because it's not like there was a whole lot going on then, but it just felt like it was going to be like this race war. Like, I remember the tension in the theater of like, you know, a lot of, you know, African-American people, a lot of Asian people. And it's like, okay, is this going to be like an actual bloodbath, like Romeo and Juliet style? <laughs> like it, it, it's a movie, but it definitely portrayed a lot, of, especially in, you know, California at that time. What was it? Was it Oakland? I think is somewhere around there is where they were. Um but yeah, I don't know. Love this movie. R.I.P. Aaliyah. Oh, my heart. Oh, and, and I Aaliyah. love Jet Li. So. Yeah, I, I I had fond memories with Jet Li. Uh, that movie, you know, it's, it's always crazy when I get to see movies that my mom brought home from VHS that is dubbed in Vietnamese. Not so much Chinese, mm. it's dubbed in Vietnamese. Uh, to see an actor like that actually be in a movie theater in america that i can watch uh yeah. you know with jet lee it used to be like the once upon a time in china series mm-hmm. uh which he plays like kind of the kung fu master he plays like uh other movies like 
the defender where he's protecting a key witness protection, Mm -hmm. things like that, that makes me appreciate. So when, you know, we got to lethal weapon, I know he was there for a little, or lethal weapon four, he was there for a little bit as the bad guy, but it was his introduction to it. But then when Rowling (gasps) Must Die came out. Forgot how good he was in that. Yeah. Sorry. I, you're right. It was a little part, but I just part. remembered like how good he was as a bad guy. But yeah. It, and, and then when Rowan was I came out, I thought it was, you know, I, I thought it was a fun watch. Uh, him and Aaliyah together was really fun, um, especially when they had the whole sequence where he's all like, I can't punch a girl. Yes. <laughs> and he's using her to do that. That, that was really cool. I love um, that scene. You know, he he kind of uses um I would say wire Kung Fu a little bit differently because the matrix came out. That's when people kind of notice what that kind of Kung Fu is, but he uses it a little differently to where it's like, you see this guy kind of like jump kick and then you can see him flip, but, but it's very, Mm -hmm. but he does it on purpose. So people know that it's kind of there. So yeah, solid pick. I I really enjoy that movie. I know Kung Fu. Sorry. (laughs) Cheesiest line ever in the matrix. Yeah. You know, it was definitely a good twist on the Romeo and Juliet story. And, you know, it definitely heartbreaking when he finds out his friend basically had his brother killed and then they have this ending fight sequence. And yeah, if, if you guys haven't seen it, definitely go watch it. It's, you know, good, really good fight scenes, you know, not maybe as good as compared to some other movies, but it's also got a lot of heart. And so I really like it. So, yeah. All right. Well, we're down to number one and I'm fairly confident my number one is not going to be your number one, just based (laughs) on our age difference, but we're going to see. Okay. So my number one, we we had a, I had a couple, when I was making the list, there's a couple movies that just couldn't make it. So I apologize to Jet Li and Jackie Chan in advance. I love your guys' movies. Mm -hmm. There's very comfort but you guys weren't going to kind of crack into that top five. Gotcha. And number one, Tony Leung is probably my favorite Hong Kong actor ever. Uh, he just recently is the bad guy in the new Shang-Chi movie. It is his first time mm. in his American role. And I'm glad people got to see him in that movie because there's a big gravitas that he brings to that kind of role that no one's seen. But it brings me back to my favorite movie that he's been in. My number one movie is came out in 2002, and it's called Infernal Affairs. Infernal Affairs is mm. a movie where um, the triad, uh, you know, in Hong mm-hmm. Kong that's there for gangsters, uh, yeah. infiltrated the police, uh, the police station with an informant there. Vice versa. The police sends a mole into the triad and mm. it's a cat and mouse chase. If it sounds like the, the departed, departed. <laughs> it's it's because this is where the departed got it from. <laughs> this Shut is the movie. up. That's this amazing. Is, this is the movie because the departed came out four years or six years later because I think it came out in okay. 2008. But this is the movie where it is. And um, Tony Leung plays Leonardo DiCaprio's character. And I love Leo in mm-hmm. The Departed. But there's two big differences in this movie that makes this movie stand out over The Departed, but also Tony Leung as an actor uh, that kind of cements this movie. So in both the movies, they're the ones like that can't control uh, their feelings because they right. want out of this life. They 
they did this because they believe they're doing their duty. But at the same time, it's like it's eating at them and killing at them. And mm-hmm. whereas Leo is a lot uh, bolsterous, he 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 kind of emotes a lot of showing that anger, that mm-hmm. fear. Um, but Tony Leung, in a lot of his movies, a lot of his acting is with his eyes. And you can kind of feel Ooh. the pain and him trying to like, kind of hold on to the sanity that he has left but also at the same time like you know he has a job to do and it's by far like he has a lot of great movies if you guys have seen in movies like in the mood for love lust caution chunking express he's great in these movies but like to me not only i love this movie because i love action i love hong Mm. kong cinema um those triad type of stories i feel yeah. like it's the most fully realized because they were actually trying to tell a story but a lot of it works because he sells that character a lot and we go through that journey with him um but yeah if you guys haven't seen infernal affairs i highly recommend it i know if you've seen the departed then you're gonna be like oh i saw the departed first but trust me there's <laughs> there's a lot different nuances in this movie that Um, that get lost and my biggest scene i tell people if you if we watch the movie there's this one scene where there's a cocaine shipment that comes in in the departed Mm. you have leonardo dicaprio texting the lieutenant being like hey you know this is kind of it right and then matt damon's like trying to figure out like who it is while not letting his boss get set up in in the, the Hong Kong version, it's Morse code. And it's like Ooh. very subtle. And it's like, you did, like there's no technology. It's very like, you know, he had to be uh, cognizant of that. And then Andy Lau, who is playing Matt Damon's character, is like trying to figure this out. And he's also not having that kind of technology that's there. So it's like very like hmm. low tech cat and mouse. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I would highly okay. suggest this movie to anyone. And is this... Uh... A Chinese language movie or is it yes. English? Okay, um, cool. Mandarin, yes. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Well, I'm definitely making a list and I'm I'm so glad that you went with stuff that not a lot of people have seen because maybe it'll get people to watch more stuff because I definitely went with more um Americanized movies <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Except for Parasite, but yeah. Um that's awesome. I'm gonna check that out. Departed is a good movie, so yes. Like, okay give credit to the people you stole it from damn <laughs> i know he, um because so infernal affairs it came out it's a trilogy of movies so okay. it actually came out with three and so martin scorsese he like him and i think william Monahan, who who co-wrote it with him like they truncated three movies into one which oh, that's why there's certain story beats when i was watching the part of it, i'm all like it makes sense it, as the American version, but like, right. It wasn't as fleshed out because it was spread over to gotcha. Like that. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. That I love the departed. So see the story told differently. And then obviously longer would be, would be cool. Yes. Well, okay. So my number one, um, like I said, is not going to be a shock to anybody who knows me or has listened to the show for a while. Um, and, it's you know going to be a more obvious movie, but it's in my top five favorite movies of all time, and it is 1984's The Karate Kid. I love Pat Morita. I love The Karate Kid. It's 
it's just one of the greatest movies of all time. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, I think looking at it now, we realize that there's definitely some, I don't want to say like purposely racist undertones, but you can tell that there's there are things that are portrayed that in the 80s were like, okay, this is how, you know, people act from Asia or whatever, but that could have been done differently. But I just, I don't know. Pat Morita in that movie is so vulnerable and raw and just the perfect like teacher and like father figure to Daniel and just that whole relationship makes me so happy and 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 I just love that movie so not a lot of like intricate details as to why other than it's one of my favorite movies and and I'll give him all the love whenever there's an opportunity because I wanted him to be my dad (laughs) right I Karate Kid is great probably should have made one of the best sports movies when we did the draft Mm -hmm. to be honest with you as well I actually uh, thought about picking it instead of remember the Titans, but I didn't know if anybody else would go along with that. <laughs> I would have. They, they, at the end of the day, sports, I mean, martial yeah. arts is a sport. And well, so is even, cheerleading, but you saw the hate bring it on, got so. Oh, yeah. It, it, like, it got, it got hate. I'm like, come on, guys, bring it on. Like, it's it's gymnastics. It, it Can you? you do that shit? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Can, are you willing to get flipped in the air? like 20 feet in the air and trust that the person that just flipped you is going to catch you. Exactly. No, thanks. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, the karate kid is what it is. And I hope that most people have seen it. And even I'm glad that they, you know, that we have Cobra Kai, cause I think it's bringing in a whole new generation of people that maybe haven't even seen the karate kid. I wish we still had Mr. Miyagi, but um, yeah the karate kid will make any list that it can make anytime so that's my number one nice one of my Uh, very favorite movies were there any movies that you had on the outside looking in that was trying to crack into your top five but just couldn't yes um i would say the closest one was um and this is going to be where i go off the cuff of normal like asian characters but it was um the big sick I really, oh, yeah. really loved that movie. And I loved seeing kind of like the Pakistani culture and like, you know, how things really are for some people, even living in America. It's like, okay, arranged marriages are still a thing. And and people really do shun their own children or relatives for not sticking to a certain, not code, because it's not a code. It's a religion. I mean, religious belief, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And I just love that movie. It's so good. It It makes me cry so much. And I can never say his last name, but Kumail, is it Nanjiani? I don't know. I can't. I'm sure I'm messing it up, but I like him as an actor. He's very funny and very cute. And it was a good movie. Good movie. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's two movies that I I think could have uh, cracked into my top five. One was Slumdog Millionaire. I I absolutely love that movie i i hated that movie at first when i first saw it and 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 it's for the most stupidest reason it's because you know it came out in 2008 the dark Mm -hmm. knight came out in 2008 and yeah to me i thought you know at the very least at the very least it should have been nominated for best picture it really should have like that that movie yeah i was surprised and so when it didn't and then slumdog millionaire won and i was like really 
over this. And as time <laughs> goes on, I'm like, you know, I still love The Dark Knight, but like I have a much greater appreciation for Slumdog Millionaire. Um, you know, that them, movie's insane. You know, and, and that whole Bollywood ending was so good. Mm-hmm. It's it just a very uplifting thing that happens as well. And then, you know, the only other one as well is Jackie Chan's Rush Hour. Because I Rush Hour was my other one. Yeah. Yeah. Rush Hour. You know, th- there's a lot of great Jackie Chan movies like Police Story, um, mm-hmm. Project A, uh, Who Am I? Stuff like Rumble in the Bronx. But my Rush Hour is the most fully realized Jackie Chan movie uh, that takes... Uh, a lot of the physicality that he does but matches it with Chris Tucker who brings a lot of the comedic side out of him because you know Jackie Chan is funny when he does Mm -hmm. the martial arts moves but we never get to see someone be funny with him as they interact and I thought Mm -hmm. you know Rush Hour is just a good encapsulation of all that they had good chemistry um, for sure and um yeah, I actually thought about Rush Hour and then I even thought of the Karate Kid reboot as well because I, so I don't consider that a remake. I try to consider them as two separate movies. And if yeah. you do that, it's actually pretty good. And I like, you know, like I said, Jackie Chan never really made me feel anything until I watched that movie. And mm-hmm. the, have you seen it? Yes, yes. Okay, so the thing yeah. that he does with the car, yes. like just oh my god it broke my heart i cried so hard and i almost feel like that was almost better than mr miyagi reading his <laughs> telegram drunk but that was good too yeah so yeah I, I i tell people like if you go into the new karate kid movie expecting jackie chan to be mr miyagi then you're gonna have a very bad time right but if you go into this movie just as you know a different retelling of what the karate kid is it works mm-hmm. really well um you know jaden jaden smith kind of held his own but he's still a little young actor so you know yeah. kid actors i always tell people it's a very hit or miss but jackie chan was like the actual core of that movie and he absolutely was really good in it the only thing that really bothered me about that movie was the level of violence for such young kids like it <laughs> I, I can't it was so hard. I mean, because in the Karate Kid, obviously, this is newer, better technology, mm-hmm. the violence and the, the even the martial arts are different. But at least they were high schoolers. These kids are not high schoolers. They're like in middle school and they're trying to kill each other. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jackie Chan was really good in that movie. And and I, uh, my cousin and I actually did a whole my very first recording um, just to test out if I was going to be good at this thing. We did mm-hmm. a review of both Karate Kid movies. And I actually posted it a couple of months ago. It was like my audition tape, but yeah, it was, it was interesting to see, you know, cause he's a lot younger than me. Um, he's like, what, I think 26, 27. So it was, it was interesting to see someone who didn't see the karate kid as a kid, but saw it as an adult and then saw the new one. So interesting. Nice. I love the karate kid. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Like rush hour, and then you know, I mean, I kind of thought about Crazy Rich Asians, but honestly, I didn't. You know, it was a good movie, and I love what's his what is his name Henry, Henry Golding. Yes, God, I would not kick him out of bed. That British accent—he's <laughs> so tall and handsome and suave. Right. I'm like, woo. Anyway, it was a good movie, but it just was like, okay, you know. Oh yeah, I I uh, enjoyed that movie. There's another. Uh, movie that all because Aquafina was in that movie. I love um, her. 
she she was also in this movie called the farewell uh that came out a couple of years ago as well yes excellent movie a very uh subtle movie had zima in it as well uh he plays the father and it's them kind of embracing the family because one of their grandmother has cancer and they mm-hmm. you know it's kind of these traditions and i i, I enjoy it because even though i'm not of chinese descent i do understand um how the west thinks and how the east thinks and what that mm-hmm. conflict looks like when it comes to familial affairs so it's an excellent movie to watch as well i want to watch it i've i've yeah. seen the previews and it's definitely on my list so yeah good one all right well we did have our one in common yay i kind of figured that's the one it would be um and i i feel kind of extra white for going for all the obvious movies but that's okay (laughs) no (laughs) way those those are movies that i think everyone has seen and those are movies that i think are really propped up that people should see um but I I'm, came I'm, in and I was all like, I really hope these are movies that if I named them and you recognize them, then great. I You guys have a big movie library. But if you haven't, then this is when I hope that you guys will check these movies out. No, I definitely will. I'm yeah. making another list as we speak of <laughs> movies to watch. So because, yeah, I don't you know, now that I like I said, Parasite really helped me out. Like I've seen I think I watched Life is Beautiful, which also had some subtitles, I believe, but you know other than that i don't watch a lot of movies like that but it's really not that hard to read subtitles so yeah. i think i think more people should do it i also think more americans should learn other languages but that's a whole other issue <laughs> like come on people let's let's do that so okay <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> because i don't know why <laughs> well thank you so much for being here and i i hope you have fun um, congrats to Greg and Lauren. I know they're technically already married, but they're having a yes. wedding finally yes. outside of COVID. So good for them. And uh, when, when are they coming back to the, the show tomorrow combat? Uh, I think mm-hmm. it's, I can't, I, I can't know. Sometime. That. <laughs> Sometime. It's cool. Sometime. It's cool. I, I have, I, I forgot what their return date was because I forgot when their honeymoon was. So, gotcha. um, so Sometime it will soon. be soon. It will be in time for the new tournament that starts. Gotcha. Okay, cool. I'm excited to hear that one. Um, so oh, yeah. yeah, Lauren's about to school all of us and bring notes about music. Like that, that whole, I don't know if you, if you guys listen to Mortal Kombat's one hit wonders, that mm-hmm. woman had notes upon yeah. notes. And I'm like terrified at whoever <laughs> I pick, she's going to rip a new one. And I'm like, okay, but please still vote yeah. for me. No, Okay. <laughs> if, if my picks, my one or two picks don't make it into the tournament, then I will vote for you or David huh, or right. both. There we go. Uh, Matt can, Matt can hold his own. And I haven't <laughs> talked to Greg and Lauren yet. So, you know, all right. Well, you have a fun afternoon. Thank you so much for coming. I'm so excited. Everybody listen to Moral Combat and Film Lover's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, you can find them everywhere. You find all the podcast things. And I'll include links in my show notes too. So make it a little easier to find. Now we just got to get Matt on here. He uh, drunk messaged me last night and said he was ready to come on the show. <laughs> I know that he said they were in Tahoe. He's like, I'm so drunk. And I was like, that's the best way to be in Tahoe, right? Either drunk or, or high. Yeah, <laughs> like our group message texts. Yeah, our group message text, I, I usually have it on mute because my wife uses the iPad and, you know, 
since I have it linked on both, she doesn't want to see ding, ding, ding. So sometimes I have to right. like manually tell myself to refresh. And I came in, I'm like, oh, it's drunk Matt. There <laughs> it is. So, you know, 80 messages later, I'm just reading it, having a oh, good wow. time because I'm like here, you know, just reading all that. So, yes, the best time to kind of be drunk uh, or best pastime in Tahoe is to get drunk yeah. over there. Nice. All right. Well, I will let you get out of here so you can go to that wedding and you have fun. And everybody else, uh, have a great weekend or whenever, whatever day it is. Have a good day. Mm-hmm. Have the day you deserve. That's what I've started saying to some people. (laughs) Uh, And uh, when life gets tough, just keep sipping. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yay.